This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 310, Twilight Imperium, DHBO miniseries. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. A Max original. <laughs> <laughs> this is not on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. A- At any point in this episode, somebody says something that sounds a little too Netflix. Uh-huh. I will <laughs> kick you out of this recording. You know what okay? I'm excited to do is to make this specifically. We the pitch was an HBO miniseries, and HBO like Max is the thing now. Does HBO even exist? Sort of. I'm want. To, yeah. I wanted to make a distinction between an HBO miniseries and a Max original we are writing the hbo <laughs> miniseries you know what i'm saying wow i just realized circa 2010 i just realized how truly dumb max is yeah. as a rebrand really because bad in the future people are going to be like yeah you're watching it on max um and people are gonna be like well you mean hbo and they'll be like what is hbo yeah. like people are just gonna not know what hbo is you're like oh, are you talking about that thing that appears at the beginning of every max yeah. tv series yeah <laughs> there's also like other things with max in the title like cinemax <laughs> and like plenty yeah. of stuff <laughs> yeah what's it's, going on there i don't know it's tough it's tough out there for streaming platforms They're, you know I they just don't have really enough he- money i think the streaming platforms don't have enough money and that's the official stance True. i would like to take on this show is that i think the executives deserve more what do you think? i agree <laughs> i agree i think the ceos should strike <laughs> I think the CEOs should go on strike. I would do anything to see a group of executives just out in a pickup line. Like, like, what are they striking about? People would be like, what are these people doing? And, and it's just them out there just being like, we want more money. <laughs> we don't get enough money. More money now. Give more us money now. your dog. Give us your dog. Give us. We'll eat your kids. We'll eat your kids. <laughs> hey, yeah, who's here great. with us today? Hi, it's EJ. EJ's on the show this week. What's up? Hello, it's me. It's EJ. I'm excited to be here. I haven't been here in a while. I yeah, thought I would, uh, it's been here. In. Just you're here for live. What we determined before this episode is you're here for live mm-hmm. shows, and apparently, when we are just here to mess around, uh, and turns out this week <laughs> it's about to be both back to back because there's this week and next week is Gen Con. We are recording this. I'm not kidding. A couple hours before EJ and I start our drive towards Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, we we got to go. We got to go to Kansas City and pick up old son. And head our way there. So very, very excited to be almost in Gen Con time. I mean, this is basically a live episode yeah, by those standards. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're, it's going to be hot. It's going to be, the mics are hot for when you listen to this. You're going to be able to smell our breath on this one. Real quick, I want to get out of the way. Uh because also our, our other local friend, uh, uh, f- former Northwest Arkansas resident, Wecker, uh, yeah. is getting ready to boot up uh, Community Plays TI game number oh. 10. And Wecker wanted wow. to make sure it got a shout out. That game is like starting now. Uh, so we'll put a link 
to the Community Plays TI Discord. If you remember, there's, there's old episodes you can go back to and listen to to learn what Community Plays TI is. It's basically a legion of people each play a faction together and make decisions by, I don't know, sort of unanimous decision or sometimes whoever happens to be online at that time <laughs> or whatever. Uh, it's, it's really a beautifully chaotic thing. And very specifically, uh, I've seen the map. It's It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and it, the, the game is described as a battle royale game starting with up to 130 players starting on Friday. Uh, uh, so I don't know what if that's that last mean? Friday. I think it means there's 130 <laughs> like factions in some way. I, I don't know. If you want to learn more, what go to the Community Place TI Discord and go get an, uh, on a ridiculous uh, adventure of TI. Sometimes Twilight Imperium has gotten so far away from me <laughs> that I worry that the show has no reason to exist anymore. Every that, day, that, Twilight Imperium strays further from Dane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dane is going to show up one day and be like, I have a new expansion to uh, Twilight Imperium. And people are going to be like, uh, we don't, that's, yeah. we don't need that. It's that, <laughs> it's that community meme with like the room is on fire and everything. And Dane's like bringing in the pizza box that is a new TI expansion. And it's like Wecker and Philroy and us and Discordant Stars are all like burning the place down. <laughs> Yeah, Dane is not going to be able to keep up with uh, what his children are up to these days. So good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of what his children are up to today, uh, we've got a Galactic Council episode for you. And boy, I would have not never expected in a million years the Galactic Council would vote for this topic, especially because we had some like real, like decent conversation topics well, in the poll this month. <laughs> You know, I don't know if you noticed, Matt, but over the last year, the Galactic Council has gotten a lot better. Yeah. Um, they've been, like, a lot better at picking stuff, yeah, and I don't true. know what that is. Like, yeah. if, if maybe the people that took the Galactic Council seriously are just not voting anymore, yeah. and the only people left are just the weirdos. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's been the weirdest option, like, every poll it's for, true. like, a straight year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's pretty amazing, yeah. actually. This week, uh, it was pitched that we might do the follow-up to Hunter and Alex's T.I. the movie, uh, and we've brought in EJ to help us now write Twilight Imperium, the HBO mini-series is what we said. So I want to get a yeah. couple things out of the way, because right. we, right. we have to ground this. We've got to figure out what this is. And today we are essentially mm. pitching the outline, making the, the, the show Bible for whatever this thing is going to be. But yeah, we yeah, said yeah. mini-series. So does that mean like six-episode event Right, a, a la yeah. uh, uh, Chernobyl or or whatever else. I think uh, six to nine episodes. I don't care. It's sure. just like the Correct. idea being that mm -hmm. it, it is it is one story mm -hmm. told over the course of one season of yes. television. Right. But it could be uh, sort of like uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica, where it ends up being a prelude to a larger TV series. Oh, I think that's that's an option. I a would mini series say. as pilot for bigger thing in the future. Oh, yes, could, but it needs it, to be self-contained. Right. I would like it to be self-contained. Of course. It begets something larger, such as Band of Brothers begetting all of the war movies of the 2010s. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. So Band of Brothers, that's that's the war cinematic uh -huh. universe? Yes, or? the WCU. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the WCU. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. It's interesting. That's okay. And that's true? Uh -huh. Oh, that's, that's true. true. That's true. That's I'm looking here true. and it does say on oh, my oh, computer beep, it's true. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, beep, beep. I'm on the internet. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Oh, that's correct. 
It says it says that EJ's right. That's, uh, that's, that's right. what Google it says. EJ's right in yeah. Google. That's crazy. Google said e- EJ's right. Okay. Um, well, uh, I I think then there's some things we should do today. Then we need to decide yeah. uh, properly how many episodes this thing is going to be. What oh the, yeah, what an interesting question. What to start the whole with. thing it's going to be about? Uh, what each episode is then uh, about within itself? And then mm-hmm. we we of course cast it. We need to hire a writer. We need to get a director. We we need to assign a bunch of roles to it essentially. Uh, yeah. And yeah. So I I don't know where we want to start with all of that. But Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if we need it to be that philosophical. If we need Charlie Kaufman on this one. I think that might not be necessary. I mean, I don't think we can get him. Is actually oh, the yeah. thing. So it's hard. I'd you don't think so? That's at least I don't think so. No. Okay. I think if Charlie Kaufman won a wanted a bag of money, he <laughs> would have taken it somewhere around like two thousand four. True. You know? Actually, yeah. Now he probably isn't offered bags of money anymore. <laughs> like especially after that last one he did on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. I yeah. think at this point anybody with a bag of money is gonna keep it far away from Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> but I think I think we could figure some stuff. I, here's a question I wanna ask. Yeah. Is this an animated show or is it a live action show because i can't really decide which is more attractive to me well so uh, a a live action thing i think would look horrible and i think you should then lean into a sort of jim henson (laughs) quality of it a sort of wing commander costumes the tiger people you know the lion people are big jim henson Uh, that's the only way i do twilight imperium because i don't need a bunch of just like boring cgi character designs dude like teenage mutant ninja turtles the first movie yeah Yeah, like twilight imperium i think we run into a problem too animation wise i mean we there's too many stylistic animators i think we want this thing to be kind of unique but uh, Mm -hmm. a touchstone back to yeah, Muppet Tree. And imagine, imagine yeah. we're gonna. We're at some point we're going to find you know our, the director we truly want. But the idea of that director specifically needing to do a Jim Henson joint, I think, is pretty. Yeah, uh, is pretty a nice. Jim Henson <laughs> joint. So we're, we're getting Spike Lee. Spike for Lee, a Spike Lee <laughs> Jim Henson joint. <laughs> okay, okay, I like this already. I visually, yeah. I like the idea of it being dark crystal in space. Yeah um and with with puppets yeah. uh puppets and muppets um what okay so I, wait I, wait I wait gotta... okay are we mm-hmm. is this actually a muppets twilight imperium is specifically gonzo <laughs> in oh my this God, movie no. oh no okay oh no so then this way we wouldn't need to cast real actors it would be figuring oh, no. out which muppet plays which, muppet which character in twi- muppets oh, no. in space is a prequel <laughs> to twilight imperium a muppet movie big bird is an argent flight yeah driving a destroyer through the sky oh my god being like hey i'm coming i'm gonna shoot your head off you know or something like that very big the one capacity is the man inside the big bird suit you know what i mean i don't i don't mean to have any pushback here but Mm -hmm. isn't the muppets owned by disney yeah. This is explicitly oh, supposed to be an HBO miniseries. Okay. Oh, it can't be. You bring up a good point. This that, would have to be on Disney Plus. Yeah. We and I mean, to, we have to strike it. We have to strike <laughs> this whole idea. I mean, we have to strike it. It's but, over. But, no Muppets. I mean, I think that we could just curve it a little bit and say that it's 
a joint okay okay how about this how about this it's a joint effort between hbo and disney we have to figure out what <laughs> hbo is bringing to the table so disney is bringing the muppets yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> they had a million One ips the, to work from and they chose this the one. strongest ips in the entire universe so i think and hbo the H- is bringing max <laughs> i think hbo no 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 here's what i think hbo brings george rr R. martin let's go so it's a sh- it's show run by George okay. featuring the Muppets. I have wait. I just want to. I I agree with all this. I have a I have a slightly different way to twist the storyline here, uh, because uh, as I think we will all be aware, Studio Ghibli is also a famous like Disney oh, handles their wait. Western stuff. But there was a schism, and Studio Ghibli is all available on, on Max, Max and not on Disney sure. Plus. So I'm envisioning a future where Muppets go down the same route where where heather henson or whoever becomes in charge of the henson uh dynasty eventually bails from disney and pushes it over onto the max platform so this is a very this is a this is a dis or this is a jim henson's twilight imperium that is like supremely anti disney we're coming out this is the first thing that comes out post disney jim henson all right um what? What? So okay. you're, I'm just okay. setting a framework. Yeah, you're right. Like George R. R. Martin idea was bad. Uh, let's do your no, alternate it's universe it's, where it's we both. change it's the fundamentals. It's both. It's both. Everything. Wait, why? But they, why do they we go over this? and then they hire George R. R. Martin from yeah, the Max? Yeah. They they get onto the Max license and get George yeah, R. R. Martin. And in. George is is there already. Yeah. You okay. See. Yeah. Okay. Um, Matt yeah. was just trying to justify us. I'm just trying to. Say, I'm trying to alter history to make this right. work. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, you so are. What right. do we do with that now? What happens yeah. next, yeah. Matt? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, no, you have to. No, give me ne- a next thing. Uh, so, <laughs> so you're rewriting the universe <laughs> yes. around this idea. So what else is different? What else happened that I need to know, yeah. Matt? Yeah, what yeah, else? yeah. Because I don't want to be introduced to more <laughs> is fundamental. Joe Biden still the president? <laughs> is Joe Biden still the president in this universe? Yeah. No. Uh, uh, so Twitter's gone now too. Uh, uh, oh well. Uh, well, that's actually <laughs> that's happening real. in the universe we're in. Exactly. That's real, Matt. That's that, not a dream. that one. That's wishful thinking of it. Just keeps going, and we finish that. We are post that storyline okay uh, okay elon musk uh has to live in a cave in russia mm. by himself uh and that's just where he why is. does he get to do that that seems <laughs> he gets <awful> to. Nice. <laughs> why are you why are you having these nice fantasies of outcomes for, why are you such an elon musk guy and please don't bring that into the podcast okay like i've asked you over and over to yeah. leave out your love of Elon Musk from the podcast, and you always refuse. You always I just have know to know how much he in. loves a good cave, you know, a good cave <laughs> yeah. system. Yeah. Dark, a dark corner. So I, I guess I have a question. Mm-hmm. So yes. just to kind of move us forward a little bit, um, what, you know, it's going to be, is this going to be like a grand space opera, or are we going to really focus mm. on like a microcosm? Like a, yeah. What kind of story do we want to tell? Yeah. Yeah. Are is we telling like, a story that spans days? Okay. Or okay. Years, mm. you know? Considering it stars the Muppets, yeah. I mm-hmm. think that the first choice you make in any Muppet story is who is the main Muppet? Yeah. Is it Kermit? Right. Is it, uh, God. you know, Kermit's a good choice. Is it the other guy? What's the, what's it's the, the other, other guy? guy. Is it Big Bird? <laughs> no, Miss Grover. Elmo? 
Elmo. No, not Elmo. <laughs> Although it could be Elmo. I'm. I would like to propose this. Elmo, the, I think, should be like a mahawked gene sorcerer. I want to say yeah, yeah, right yeah. up the top. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. He would look so good in that helmet. <laughs> Elmo wants to control your mind. <laughs> I would like to propose the first vehicle for Snuffleupagus. This is a Snuffleupagus adventure. Okay, Okay. Snuffleupagus doesn't talk, right? Snuffleupagus totally talks, and in this and and in this setting, because Snuffleupagus, the Muppets are usually kind of playing a character as well, Mm -hmm. right? Like they get to kind of be a character. I think Snuffleupagus is a SAR because it's the closest resemblance I can think of in the TI universe. Okay. Well, SAR, SAR in general, I feel like, are pretty easy for Muppets. It's an easy target yeah, for Muppets. Sure. I mean, you can make SAR is what you're saying. So I almost feel like Muppets. maybe, yeah, I, I almost feel like, you know, so, you know, budgeting wise, I'm thinking from the budget aspect here, you know, if mm-hmm. we're going to have to make a bunch of little SAR Muppets already, maybe we don't make Snuffy, uh, you know, our guy. Snuffy? Uh, yeah. At least not as a SAR. Maybe we... <laughs> Maybe we kind of, you know, put our thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Okay. Yes. And he's a yin. (laughs) (laughs) So in this world, all Uh yin are Snuffleupagus clones? Yes. 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 (laughs) Yeah, okay. I think that's fair. I think that I think okay, but can their hair be like really ratty, like almost mm-hmm. like just to bring in the George mm-hmm. R. Martin angle? Like they're sort of the uh, what are the nasty sea people in Game of Thrones? They're sort of like that. Okay, the like merfolk that are sort of non-existent. Or yeah, just the, talking yeah, about yeah, the yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're Greyjoys. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're, so we're hi- hyper focusing on Snuffleupagus. So what is Snuffleupagus doing? Maybe he's a mintac. You know, like maybe we like kind of make him a space pirate, like very Mandalorian or something. I think we, I, I think Snuffleupagus being the main character is presenting quite a challenge. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like and I, just wanna, I don't want to, you know, I mean, I know, I, I know, you know, I, I don't want to speak above my, my station here, but I think maybe we'd be just fine mm-hmm. selecting one of the more traditional yeah. Muppet. Also, that is a Sesame Street and perhaps this isn't really a Sesame Street thing. This is a Muppet thing more more right. explicitly i see so uh yeah why not just tap kermy to do this because yeah. kermit because we get miss piggy well you do get miss piggy you get miss piggy with kermy but with kermit kermit as an asarol is a pretty close one-to-one you know that's pretty good yeah i think i think it that would There's work already- there's already like the dark Kermit meme too, right? Like we yes. we've kind of seen where he can be. He this could be even be a nomad. He's, he's got range, know? is what you're saying. As an actor, wait, what? Wait, why are we just doing a nomad plot? Because <gasps> that seems the easiest. Like we just cast a character and they are nomad and a nomad origin story. A nomad, a nomad. Well, what origin Muppet story. is going to be the nomad? Kermit. Kermit. <laughs> 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 before he becomes the nomad yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah nomad origin story where Kermit <laughs> okay fine Fozzie Fozzie bear yeah Fozzie the nomad. the nomad waka waka <laughs> okay Fozzie bear yeah, I I I like this. Um, what if what if Animal was the nomad? <laughs> Animal definitely can't be a titular uh, character. I think uh, that's a I hard. Think, well, actually, no. I I kind of like this. Okay, because Animal would be the funniest Muppet yeah. to cast as the nomad because the whole point of the nomad is everyone's 
like can't figure out who it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the idea of he has like a, he has like a vocal changer, and it's like here's the, here's your trailer, like a a a a, a, a sliding a sliding door, but. And a dark shadowy figure enters a room, and it's got the three little lights of like what you what you know the nomad thing looks like. And he yeah. comes up to like an intercom, and then he just goes, <laughs> and everyone's just like, "We, it's so mysterious. No yeah. one knows who he is." And no some one dark twisted version is. of some famous song starts playing. Here's, some like darker version of like I don't even know a Carly <laughs> Rae Jepsen song. Oh yeah, we get some. Tr- some trailer core in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Emotion is playing. Yeah, yeah. This is a good trailer. I, I do want to say that now that I feel like we're on the right track casting Animal uh, as Nomad, yeah. uh, I'm now thinking that we this story cannot be about the Nomad. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, no, that, that betrays the character of the Nomad being a mysterious being. Yeah. But we yeah, can't yeah. center we, it around the Nomad. Uh, we can we consider have a, it around maybe a, a mystery that the no like we're trying to f- solve the uh-huh. nomadic mystery, uh-huh. but nomadic but it can't mystery. be this can't be the person we follow actually. Well, I I, uh, this then addresses a, a, an important point to cover is when mm-hmm. in the Twilight Imperium universe is this being set, and if we're declaring the nomad exists, we are either That'd in okay. present day or far 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 in the future in nomads. Mm. Uh, present day nomads pre going back in time well uh, no thing. yeah the nomad is a time traveler right. so actually it doesn't the even matter the nomad whenever. can be oh, in it doesn't yeah. matter it could be any time okay fair doesn't yeah. matter matt yeah okay so when do we want to set our story i don't know it's really hard to come up with serious answers to these questions <laughs> if it's just a big <laughs> muppet <laughs> joke if it's just a joke about the Muppets, we started with how a pretty mad grounded... is everyone going to be that we've just made this a Muppet if, joke? If we started with a pretty grounded, great idea of dark crystal in space, yeah. and mm-hmm. we've now turned it into basically just a Muppet <laughs> casting couch game movie. with no real story. And you both keep asking like story questions, like, "Oh, I thought we just switched to yeah, just to super a different goofy thing. mode here." <laughs> I, I don't Do actually want to figure out what the story of our Muppet <laughs> Twilight Imperium miniseries is. Would we? Would we? I like- don't have time for that. <laughs> I just don't. I just would we, don't have time to do that. Would we that. like to cancel? We've had some yeah. fun with the Muppet bit. We've and got it's a, time to re, re-go into the Dark Crystal side of things just to give I, people perhaps what they were after when they voted for this episode. Yes. I think so. Okay. I think we will have to so that we could we actually come up with a story. But it was a great um, time. I was having fun, so... We'll we'll come back around and we'll do a bit more Muppets casting uh, later at the end of the episode, just just for fun. Uh, I mean, anytime we bring up a character that you think a good a, of a good Muppet for, yeah. you should absolutely, you just, say absolutely. It. sure. Yes, you say absolutely. it absolutely. But we is it do Gonzo should be an Imperian for sure? <laughs> like he looks so good in those like cloaks, you know? He looks so serious. His know? first uh, encounter with the Argent Flight, and he's like, "Whoa, I really like these guys." That's a j- <laughs> joke about how Gonzo loves chickens. Okay, Statler yeah. and Waldorf are just the Nas Roca. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> one sitting on the other and they're just like running around uh-huh. that's yeah. good. i like Anyways, that I'm okay done. yeah there okay we go. let's uh, actually set our dark crystal twilight imperium the only right. the, the point just being that this is a practical effects twilight imperium uh yes. universe with puppets yes with yeah. puppets wait it's almost like do we want to say it looks sort of like because we're basically describing the fifth element in some ways that's as really far funny. as look uh yeah. yeah i mean is it well is it is it Darker or lighter than, right, is the question. Like, th- darker than Dark Crystal, you mean dark, as dark as... 
I mean, yeah, thematically, and then I mean like in its in its mood. I think it's got to be darker because mm-hmm. we've got some freaking monsters yeah. in it's Twilight Imperium. A lot of mean factions. I'd like the Cabal to be scary. I'd like the Necro to be scary. The yeah. Arborek to be scary. Like, right. and if they're going to be puppets, like that's going to be pretty frightening. This okay. is, yeah, this is this is Jim Henson on Max. They've shirked the childhood nature of Disney, and mm-hmm. they are prepared yeah. to lean in to the uh, the content that has preceded them on yeah. HBO. I agree. Um, so, okay. So what perspective do we want this story to be told from? Yeah. Uh, the books chose the Mentak because they're like a multicultural faction. Yeah. The first uh, book The did. RPG uh, chose the Council Calaris mm-hmm. for similar reasons. But do we care about that? Like, can we, or, can, or do we come up with a different, a completely different situation? Um, I mean, you know, most, most Muppet movies are people with Muppets playing a bunch of roles, but like, I mean, cause what dark crystal you're, you're, you've got, um, uh, actually I've never seen dark crystal. I was just in my head thinking of labyrinth for a second where it's like, Oh, it's about the kids. And then there's freaky <laughs> stuff going on. I don't know who right. the protagonist of dark crystal is at all. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen dark crystal since I was a kid, yeah. but so, <laughs> so I'm just thinking about the tone, not necessarily like sure. the exact plot. I guess the point I wanted to make then was just that. We at least have the opportunity of, you know, our protagonist can be anything because at the end of the day, they are puppets. It does not need to be a human centric story. And I think that's the advantage we get to lean into is making this a little bit stranger of a of a story. And we yeah. fish out of water the audience by setting most of the things amongst like, I don't know, a weirder faction. I'd love an x story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Or maybe I a Sardag Nor. Whoa. Yeah. I, I like I like these thoughts. I'm wondering what's a situation where we can get all of these different groups together. Yeah. Mm. What about some sort of shipwreck? I love a good shipwreck story. A good shipwreck story. Oh, we 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 recently read a shipwreck story. Matt and I did. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, true. We a read a couple the, of them in a row. The, so. the wager. Uh, yeah. I yeah. I think I think you could do something with i'm trying to remember like some i'm trying to actually introduce some good lore into this that i don't necessarily have in my brain but i'm trying to remember extra and sardax relationship and a good place for a shipwreck to happen right yeah that's the like a what what i i want it i would like an extra shipwreck on a planet and then we gotta yeah. go from there basically like Cormand okay. or something like that like something that's i like, like that like, Ormond is is Corman a scary is... place. It's in the middle of a rift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it okay, feels like, okay. Yeah. What about a sort of ship graveyard type story well, where okay. we're with an extra ship, okay, and they get sucked into a gravity rift. Inside the gravity rift is the planet of Cormond, mm-hmm. and it just so happens that people have been getting sucked onto Cormond a lot, and from mm-hmm. all over the the all over the universe, this mm-hmm. has been happening, uh, and. So then you've got this group. There's just different what groups of people that are all stranded on Cormand. What if, and then what if two, like the Joel Nar are like kind of like the James Camerons of the world and they're sending like little, like, like little vessels to like explore <laughs> this. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, they're like, they're like on their own little mission, but they're after something. What yeah. if the Joel Nar right. are after They're not helpful. Right? They're not oh, helping I, any of the people the there. We, we the get to paint guys. the Joel Nar as bad guys for yes. sure. I love that. They're after something. The bad guys like, are They the know Jolnar. something is there. It's like lost, right? Like they know something is there. Yeah. Right. But our protagonists don't know that something is there. Oh, I love there. this. 
Yeah, this yeah. sounds fun. So, so I love. There's a moment that we would get out of this, mm-hmm. which is that moment where the Jolnar ship, uh, or whatever the the ga- the 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 gravity rift exploration mm-hmm. vessel, whatever it is, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, shows up, and they all think they're being rescued, and they're not. Yeah, they're and the not. Jolnar do it's not worse. don't help them. It's actually just, worse for them. Just yeah, do it's some actually worse for them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like drilling into the planet and like breaking it up even more because yeah. it's like it's Corman. It's like all messed up. So, whatever. so is this like the pilot? So, what's our pilot then? So, our pilot is just like our heroes getting like stranded in this place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here let yes. me let me if we if we would like to commit to setting this on Corman, let's set one thing straight, and this will help us either decide some things or decide a, a time because uh I do have Corman's flavor text in front of us, and it Ooh, is yummy, uh, it yummy. is decently insightful. Mm-hmm. A remote and sparsely settled Nasroka world destroyed during early entropic field tests. Now, mining corporations. Hmm. I wonder who those mining corporations could be owned by. Ah. Harvest metals from the shattered core. Okay. That's all we so, know yeah, about we... Cormand at the at the moment. Yeah, hmm. that 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 fits in neatly with what so. we know. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, so too and especially maybe with a faction. I don't know. I, I mean, how privy are Ixjot to what Cormand's purpose is, right? Right. Um, yeah, we don't know would... that. I mean, the player obviously gets to read the flavor text. Um Right. I, I'm also just wondering if now that we have a plot, we should bring the Muppets back in. <laughs> Since we this were able to... Time. All right, this well, is a Beaker good time. This is a good time to maybe now. bring that part back into the story. Yeah. yeah. Now now we sort of have our concept of like, mm-hmm. so Sardak Nor could be played by that shrimp guy. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So the Sardak Nor guy could be the shrimpy dude. <laughs> shrimpy dude. Yep. Uh, we could His have, name is Pepe. Oh yeah, Pepe. Yeah, he's yeah. A king, Pepe. He's a king prawn. He's a king prawn. King prawn. Uh, and also, uh, so he's actually a, a fish. But we will have him be, I think, a sardag. I think he could absolutely pass for a bug. You pull it off. Buggier um, than we, that. Yeah, I think so. We've all obviously got Kermit playing uh, an extra turtle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, because I think yes. extra. I think extra as a as a yeah, race amphibious are amphibious. I believe that's established. Yeah. That might be totally wrong, but I feel like there's at least room for us to they're interpret little, it as they such. look amphibious right? we'll i mean they're literally way. turtles there are they better cosmic be frogs in uh there's weird freaky hype like like like, like hypnotoads hypnotoads uh in yeah. twilight Imperium. but i don't think we want to put kermit in that role but uh yeah no I don't anyways so kermit's either. an extra nah. yes 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 uh, yes we we are crashed on this former Nasroka colony, so there's probably maybe some vestiges of Nasroka here that's maybe our other primary faction settling the world so we should come up with some nasroka pairings and then there's like whatever smattering right that was the other idea is like there's lots of crashes here there's just settlements of sort of anything that can exist any society that can make itself work uh within multiple uh alien races together or whatever can yeah. we cast beaker as the lead jolnar how funny yes. would it be if, he's if the bad all guy. of the Joel, like, yeah, yeah, but like, if it's, yeah, yeah, like, if it's like if it's a bunch Beaker. of little Jolnar, like, people, like, like, literal Jolnars that we just puppetized, uh-huh. where they're just like, uh, sir, we've, you know, they're very, like, official and yeah. Star Trek y. They're just like, sir, we've yeah. uh, found a, a new vessel that has crashed on Corman. And then, <laughs> and then it's like, it turns, like, he, like, pans to Beaker, and it's like, Beaker's just sitting there, like, 
Yeah. Like well, giving what, out what instructions. Happened? Well, so what happened to Bunsen then? Like, where's Bunsen? <laughs> mm, yeah. there, was a, there was a schism between the two of there them. Was a is, is Bunsen perhaps stranded on Corman? Yes. Bunsen's so there's on one Jolnar stranded on Corman. He's been kicked okay. out for some reason. I like the idea okay. of Bunsen being a yin, actually, because yin are also techno technologically <laughs> advanced. Uh, and Bunsen's okay. got a look to him that, Bunsen that's rather kind of young. Bunsen's been like converted. Yeah. Bunsen's been converted. <laughs> the oh, brotherhood. He's part of a cult. Uh, yeah, Bunsen Honeydew does look exactly like a yin. I've never realized yeah, yeah, that before, yeah. but yeah. yeah, looks exactly like a yin, huh? So uh, this is the story of a crash landing on Cormund and then an, an attempt to get off uh, the uh, off, off of this planet, right? Is that is that right. the the whole arc of our story is is once we get off that's the success at the end the final episode is we have escaped Cormund or is it I don't, is it I don't know I feel like I feel like that's kind of like for me the getting off of Cormund part is like part of a greater intrigue Mm -hmm. you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah like i think it's a they they found their way here because we don't want it to be too like lost centric we want it to be like they found their way here and it's bad news yeah. and that bad yeah. news is greater than right. um than this this one incident you know i feel like them getting off of there is like maybe one to two episodes total yeah 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 like I think I think we just kind of like the first quarter of the season might be partly yeah. that where by we're like episode three more. we are off by episode and now three have to we're tell the out. world about the travesties that are happening on Corbin. and we lose a main character you know mm. or or they could get sucked deeper into the rift Ooh, oh come out the other side make so, it deeper so maybe they can't even get they can't get off the planet that's like an early discovery a, a dramatic okay. discovery that that without if the Jolnar won't let them off, then yeah. they don't have a way to get off. So okay. their alternative plan that they cook up is to go deeper into the rift. So uh, where this is now, we have we we, I, we I've just cast our um, you know, every Muppet mm -hmm. movie has a human being that is mm -hmm. the human the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you've just established is that Matthew McConaughey from interstellar yes. is our yes. is our man is our oh, main yes. person my favorite movie we're only <laughs> referencing my favorite movie today <laughs> the fifth element and interstellar <laughs> only the good know, ones i didn't know you hated interstellar that's news to a me a smart guy science fiction films <laughs> i call them <laughs> Interstellar, What's next? A movie, Evolution? <laughs> a, a movie so bold they ask the question, what if you in a bookcase? <laughs> what if time ripped to bookcase? <laughs> what if time ripped to bookcase? Why don't you just set her down over there in the reservoir? <laughs> <laughs> and it's Bunsen Honeydew driving the, the ship. <laughs> Oh God! Bunsen is like Matt Damon in that movie. And he betrays everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a dude. Bunsen. I mean, of course, Bunsen would betray them. But they, yeah. he's a, he's a yin. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's, he serves yeah, a higher power. Wow. Um, yeah. So they maybe they go deeper into the rift and they find like that. They find the cabal. Yeah, you know, right? Like they or like they're trying to go through the rift and find a way out somewhere else. Like yeah. like almost as if the rift is like a, a wormhole. Sure. Which it's mm -hmm. not. But let's say that. Like in the, effect, the it works that way. They go in Corman and they come out Asheron. Is that what you're well, sort well, of proposing? The, the Cabal comes travel through rifts. Right. So like our mm -hmm. like, or, or I guess is a dimensional tear the same as a gravity rift. Absol, 
Can we get a quick? <laughs> Can we get an Absol answer on, on that one? one? Can Absol answer us on? I think they the are. Just these massive teeth appear as yeah. they are tearing their way oh. through, and it's just like it's like about to eat them, you know. And like that's the end of an episode. Just right. Like yeah, we're ready. You know, we're about to go into the belly of the beast. How about this? I actually we we don't even need Absol's read on this because what about the big reveal? Is that Cormund is not in a gravity rift. It's in a dimensional tear. That's the reveal. That's oh. what they discover. Mm-hmm. Is that this has been thought to we be a gravity rift, forward. but actually it is a cabal dimensional tear. Mm-hmm. And that Cormund itself is some sort of secret staging area for the cabal. Yes. Um, and this is an accidental discovery they make. And that's why they need to escape, is because so, they have this horrible news, basically. That the cabal have another so entry who- point. So then who is like, uh, who is making this discovery? Do the Jolnar also make this discovery simultaneously or what is, what's our whole vibe? Well, it could be the type of thing where, uh, like, obviously the first instinct is going to be to try and tell the Jolnar who will then tell everyone else. But for like, maybe in a mysterious way, the Jolnar don't tell anyone. What if, like, the Volrath Cabal, like, what if it's one of those false baddie kind of deals, right? Like, where it's, like, the Jolnar early in this are, like, really terrible. And they're just, yes. like, super after something. And yes. then it's, like, they've got the turtles, like, down on their knees. They're about mm-hmm. to cut their necks open in the trough, right? Like, they've got, we're about to go AMC. <laughs> I remember right? they're all yeah. Muppets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're Muppets. They're Muppets. So they're about, about to, to cut them open, Kermit's right? Throat. <laughs> yeah, they're about to. Yeah, they're about to. They're about to. They're about to. You said a main character. That. So they they do kill Gonzo in front of Kermit. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Can Gonzo. we kill Gonzo? Episode Gonzo's three, dead. they kill Gonzo. Yeah. Okay. Gonzo's dead, and at the end of the episode, Kermit's like, "Gonzo's dead," you know, or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> or something. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so. Then, like, it becomes apparent, like, as we, it's like, no, that's not a gravity rift. It's a dimensional tear. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, do, 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 you know, like that. And then it's like, uh-huh. here come the cabal ships and, and uh-huh. dinos. And they're like clawing their way through and they like rip it open. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's like survival for all of so them. So the key to the mystery of this story is that mm-hmm. at first we, we were trapped on Corman. Jolnar could have rescued us. They don't. We're like, well, Col- Jolnar are the big baddies. We got to tell everybody. We discover the Cabal, and then it's about telling the universe, well, A, Cabal is a problem, but also the Jolnar have known all along, and it's sort of both. We have to solve both problems Ooh. at once. What if the Jolnar knew all along and were planning for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were going to yeah. use the Cabal as their sort of Dr. Manhattan. Look, the big evil that oh. everyone must then fall under our fascism to... Uh, to stop right we we have been designing there's an that. agreement there's an agreement but later in the series and we, we haven't gotten here yet but later in the series the cabal really have the upper hand and end up they just kill the all the jolnar in yeah, one yeah. fell swoop dude watchmen with muppets yep. is an elevator pitch that if you had a bag of money i would hope you would have the wisdom to hand over that bag of money to the guy saying watchmen watchmen with muppets <laughs> Sam the Eagle is the owl. Let's go. (laughs) Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle is the owl. God, can we just do Muppet casting couch all day? Do we have to finish this idea? Or can we just... 
figure out Watchmen with Muppets. I, I think quick. I think you know we're we're a good forty minutes into this. I think we've settled on a really good plot. I think we should just sort of get the beats of each episode, settle that, and then we get to cast and do directors and everything like that. But I I actually think we have a really good story here, and we should just sort of find find our episodes and find out how many episodes we need. So of course, episode one, uh, in keeping with so many miniseries this day th- these days, uh, the first episode very little for the primary plot happens and at the very end of the first episode the inciting incident finally occurs right is that that that's sort of like the norm these days yeah that's the norm yeah yeah, yeah. so the what first episode is just yeah. like life on the x-cha ship and we meet some of our important characters and we're just doing mm-hmm. things and then very like 40 Bebop. minutes yeah. in the wreck starts happening and we yeah. crash land on corman and then that's the end of episode one essentially totally yeah i'm listening so waldorf is rorschach <laughs> and stop stotler is dead so Waldorf is Rorschach on his own. Waldorf is Rorschach. The com- yeah, the comedian is obviously Fozzie Bear. Okay, <laughs> right. Like, there's no other there's way, no other way to around do that. it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think here's my masterstroke because you think Doctor Manhattan needs to be Gonzo. No, paint the Swedish Chef blue. <laughs> Let's okay? go. Shirtless. Let's go. Swedish Chef, and he's entirely blue. Yes. Okay? Yes. <laughs> And then he can have that monologue on the moon or on Mars or whatever. And it's just him going. (laughs) I just can't get over Waldorf as Rorschach. I think that's the funniest line that's ever been said. as Rorschach. And finally, uh, Stotler is nowhere to be found. Like, because he's dead. Because it's just Waldorf. And it's just, you know, at the end when when (laughs) Waldorf takes off Uh his mask and he's just like, do it. Yeah. Can I, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I'm really focused on this Swedish chef idea, so I just would like to know, I'd like to, this is my uh, audition mm-hmm. tape uh, here. Here we go. I prefer ye the sturdy norgy herg. <laughs> I'm hergy turgy terrier of the earth. These purgies, I'm tigered of being jerk hard in the tangle of their largies. Their clergy and the labors are built of a hervy dervy heaven. Yet their heaven is a purpular to girdied with their horror gores. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Obviously, Miss Piggy would be uh, Lori. Oh, right? I mean, we don't have to, yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, you didn't even need to say that one. Yeah, yeah. Doing. Episode yeah, one, we crashed on Corman. Episode two. We are learning about the civilizations on Cormand and uh, attempting to get off and stifled. The twist to the episode two ending is the Jolnar are here to save us and then they don't, right? What yes. if the Jolnar also invented the necrovirus, right? Like in a way, I don't know. No, that's not that. That flies in the face of a lot of things, EJ. Yeah, yeah there's a lot, a lot of lore of, that yeah, contradicts yeah, I, that. I hate lore, but... whatever. So let's not do that. <laughs> let's, uh, let's instead, Jolnar... Um, this is where like we get our first this is our first contact with Jolnar in right. episode two. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes. And it's like via these like little vehicles that are like automated that are coming down and like mm-hmm. just picking apart this planet. Harvesting. Maybe doing some mining. Yeah, harvesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Harvesting the materials, whatever those are. Right. Yeah. Um and and it's just basically Ixjaw trying to reason with like these voice boxes. Yeah. Um, yeah, through these robots, and um, they instead, like the the Jolnar, end up deciding uh, that this is like that they're going to try and 
use these turtles to their advantage somehow. Mm-hmm. Like maybe mm-hmm. the turtles they're have trying to get them to unlock want. the tomb that is the dimensional terror yeah. or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, so what? Who's gonna play the Cabal? Okay, I'm looking through our list of Muppets I, here. I think Cabal not is not a, a Muppet. Candidate. I think Cabal is like our new puppets design. You know what I mean? Like our our Dark Crystal. Like we've got to have a bunch of like original, interesting looking puppets. And I think Cabal is very distinctly. Know, right, it could be that wild Rolf the dog is yeah, pretty or it could be Rolf the dog. Right. Has everyone exactly. kind of seen how we Rolf just add, is kind of scary? We just <laughs> add a couple of legs to Rolf the dog, dude. Uh-huh. Rolf with like more big, legs. Yeah, more legs. Just two big legs that are like this, you know. <laughs> He's got two big, like, up, yeah. like forward legs now, forward and they legs. just kind of hang yeah. there. No, no, no. no. All right. looking. I got it. I got it. You dig down deep into the cores of Cormund, and you unlock the great evil beneath. What's what? What is the main thing we know that lives beneath the surface of planets in Muppet World? That's right. It's the Fraggles. Fraggle Rock. Oh, the Cabal. Oh, are the Fraggles. The Fraggles. Yeah. The Fraggles play the Cabal, yes. and that will yes. not be confusing no. for anybody. No. no. No, 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 I mean, it'll be Fraggles, but like dressed up as Cabal. Like they are the yeah. they are playing a Cabal. They're not yeah. just like canonically Cabal. Cabal look like Fraggles. It's that Fraggles are wearing Cabal costumes. Yeah, yeah. That that I think we could make. I mean, they are very cute, but we could make them scary. Yeah, I think we, we could make, make them scary. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gotta. They, I mean, they kill Gonzo, right? Yeah. I mean, they have to kill yeah. Gonzo at the end of episode. They have three. to kill Gonzo. So it's episode crazy. three is just called Gonzo dies in this one. gonzo with the wind so they kill gonzo is like matthew mcconaughey is just screaming to take him instead right gonzo dude and camilla the chicken like weep god Okay. It's the part where Camilla is just like crying or yeah. crying her little eyes out. God. So, so in the one Gonzo dies is when we further explore what was going on with the Jolnar. We find the Fraggles, yeah. the fra- Fraggle Cabal, and we die. Uh, we kill Gonzo, uh, and we mm-hmm. discover we 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 discover a way off the planet, which is through the other side of this dimensional tear. Uh, rather than yeah. getting away, we have to go through it, and uh, it's like a big cliffhanger of what actually happened when we went through the rift going into episode four. Yeah, yeah. So we go through the rift, mm-hmm. and then in episode five, what happens? Episode, what happens in episode? Yeah, no, no. That's a, that's the end of episode three. So yeah, we have four through what however many episodes we want this to be. The rest of the plot occurs, uh, and it's a six episode miniseries. <laughs> Very good. We've done it, and we're done. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. There's like there's like talking to people and figuring out well, stuff. I don't know. I'm not a mystery we writer. Worked. We haven't worked Rizzo in yet, and so I'm a little Ooh. bummed about that. Yeah, we did. Rizzo's definitely a SAR. Oh, if, if yeah. If Snuffleupagus dude. can't be a SAR, Rizzo is a SAR. Yeah, sure. Rizzo's like a cute little SAR. What if that's um, the other side? What if the other side of the gravity rift, the dimensional tear, they go into Cabal's universe, they're sort of floating about in whatever weird hellscape uh, the Cabal exist in, and then they find another yeah, dude, way it's out. Like, it's like Hellraiser stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Super it's freaky. Like, it's like very, it's like Clive Barker, like way too. <laughs> this me- is what like episode four is. Episode four is the horror episode where the style changes. You bring on a different director. Okay. That's dude. just a. Like, oh, yeah, dude. We, we bring in Jinji Ito to like direct. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. And it's just like the most messed up stuff you've ever seen. And they bring on Count von Count as a as a uh, barony of Letnev. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I think more Muppets should die in episode four. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Actually, yeah, <laughs> we actually bath. kill more It's just a bloodbath. <laughs> it's kind of a red wedding of Muppets. <laughs> Gro- Grover is just like, I'm scared of what's at the end of this book. And Jinji Ito is just like, yeah, you should be. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, Grover just starts drawing spirals everywhere and he won't stop. <laughs> But when they come out the other side, there's like a gravity rift near uh-huh. Sar space, and that and that we in at the end of episode four, we introduce Rizzo the rat as the Sar, and the audience loses their minds. Yeah, over Dude, the introduction Rizzo, of this character. Rizzo and some Sar like save the group yeah. from like the Fraggles, so the Fraggles yeah. slash Cabals. This is not a confusing episode. Rizzo, Rizzo is not no. happy to hear Gonzo is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rizzo Rizzo's is pretty not happy, and that. like there's like a blood rage in its eyes. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. He, he really like, loses this. Yeah, really <laughs> loses it. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's okay. pretty good. Episode five is uh, uh, it's just traveling back to Galactic Council to tell people about it and learning that the plot. Wait, who's the leader of the Galactic Council? Uh, pfft, don't ask me that kind of a question on oh, the show on. about it, Twilight Imperium. I mean, it should be Doctor Teeth, but I'm not really sure why. <laughs> Mm. I just know in my head I see Doctor Teeth up there, and he's wearing. Uh, can he? Can he wear like a judge's wig? I mean, I think he's. I feel like I'm this thinking is another Sesame Street character, though. Oh, okay, yeah, we have worked in a lot of. I Sesame don't think we're Street not. People. You're not supposed to though in the in the Muppet things. I was thinking this is where Rolf could come in. Okay. No, okay. we've already used Rolf. He's he's one of the Cabal. No, the Cabal the... is Fraggles. Well, yeah, uh, and Rolf. I mean, I Rolf. Rolf and the Fraggles. Okay, all right, sure. <laughs> Rolf is like a misfit. Listen, I've reserved and Bobo Rolf. the Bear is there too. <laughs> yeah, I've reserved Rolf for the Fraggles. Okay, uh-huh, that's fair. That's fair. All right, well, all right. The leader, no, no, the leader, the leader of the uh, Galactic Council is Bobo the Bear. The really yeah, angry Bobo looking big, good. the big bear. Dude, he does look really mean. Yeah, look every angry. time yeah. they use him, I'm like really freaked out. But he's also it. he's mostly just like kind of Eeyore like, like very forlorn and yeah. just like, oh, I don't care yeah. what dude, you do. No, that's no, a good no, no. You know what Muppet? You know what, dude? Listen to this curveball. You know what Muppet we should have at the Galactic Council? <clears throat> Yoda. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? You're like, yep, we got Yoda. <laughs> Episode five's title is "We Got Yoda." We got Yoda for this one. Wait, who's directing this episode? George Lucas, George Lucas, baby. No, the, wow. no, because the new the, the new Star Wars boy is Taika Waititi's, right? So it's, no, it's just no, 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 George, no. We bring George. George back for this one. Okay. okay, here's why it has to be George. I, what I would love for this episode to be is overcomplicated politics where people are just staring at each other yep, and they don't move at all. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that's what this is what George <laughs> no is. No blocking. At. I want yeah. no blocking. Yeah. I want it all talking. Here's what here's why George Lucas is <laughs> you the best can't director fight of all here. time. This is the war room kind of stuff. He locks it down. Mm-hmm. Okay. He gets in the actor's yeah. ear and he says, Do not in <laughs> this act. scene, do not move. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I would prefer minimal yeah. movement. <laughs> okay. right. my, and, my and, and don't you dare give me any of that on the water front busy work with your hands. <laughs> Just do not. sit there, look at each other, and say the lines. Um, don't don't move your hand. <laughs> um, don't move your hands. I can't handle it. When you move your hands. They're like, can we walk a little, like at a like a light walk? <laughs> no, yeah, because okay. that's that's where the that's where the CGI monster's gonna walk through right there. <laughs> 
<laughs> now this whole background is going to be blue screen so i really it's limited movement please oh yeah that that one can we call that episode uh uh we've got yoda yep. colon the phantom menace <laughs> we, yeah we got yoda we've got yoda yeah. all right i can't and then, believe we got yoda it's awesome yeah uh, can't believe and, it's not and yet. so we've we've figured out stuff with the Galactic Council. We got to bring it all home in episode six. And episode six is where that the series ends darkly, but with room for, as we said before, the follow up potential uh, bigger series or whatever, where we learn the Galactic Council is not to be trusted. So in the end, this whole series is the the Cabal can't be trusted, the Jolnar can't be trusted. No, actually, the whole system can't be trusted. So episode yeah. six is a lot of figuring that out, but uh, it is also very specifically uh just a courtroom drama uh and it's just a it's it's all inside the galactic council and it's it's like the last episode of chernobyl and uh we just the last hour of oppenheimer and the last episode of chernobyl have this in common which is what our series yeah. will borrow from which is just like and then it's just like really specific leg legal things <laughs> and legalese, yeah. yeah it's just litigations uh, uh it's like 12 realize. angry men yes. except yoda's in there right okay. yoda's in there, in there. Uh, we got yoda again since this episode yeah. yeah yoda's gonna be yoda's featuring in two episodes okay yoda's back all right Although we don't let George Lucas direct the 12 Angry Men episode, okay? We don't. Which, of course, will be called 12 Angry Muppets. And 12 Angry Fraggles. 12 Angry Fraggles. Honestly, I bet you there has been a 12 Angry Men parody with Muppets yeah. already. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Guaranteed. not going to look it up, but yeah. if there hasn't been, I just want to say that's our idea, yeah, okay? That's us. We we did that. Um, wow. We did that. Wow. Okay, oh, we did good it. Job, everybody. We got through the whole series. Uh, do we want to put a, a a head a showrunner for this? Do we need to assign? We've done a couple directors, but is there a showrunner? It was George R. R. Martin. Oh, we decide oh, that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Not fine. Yeah. Okay, that's yes, why there's right. so much violence. Yeah. Well, then, no, right. who's writing these episodes? Is it George also? No, uh, George only writes the one where the, the where they just talk. It's <laughs> the, the worst episode. The trauma or the one before it? The no, one not before the core drama. The, the, the one where it's just space no, and galactics right. Here, here's and no what it having is. fun. Here's, here's yeah. what it is because uh, you had D&D, &D, uh, David and D.B. Weiss or whatever for, yeah. for mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. Uh, this is George R.R. R. Martin and George Lucas, G and G, the Georges. This is just uh, uh, the, the, the Georges are in charge of this whole thing. That's a great okay. idea. Yeah. So they direct then. They probably direct episode one and six. That's right. Yeah. Right. So we need uh, directors for episodes two, three, and four. And five. And okay. Five. Well, I guess five we said was directed by George Lucas as well, though. Jo oh, George yeah. Lucas, yeah. Lucas, gets, Lucas gets a solo. Lucas does get a solo a effort solo. in there. Yeah. 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 Solo effort. So two, three, four. Well, we, we, we said Junji Ito for the fourth one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Junji <laughs> Ito, who has insane. no experience directing <laughs> television. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but leads the charge here. Uh, written just, and directed by Jinji Ito. Yeah, yeah. Written and directed. I say Bill Hader for episode. Actually, two. okay, okay, no, no. <laughs> episode four can be be written and designed by Jinji Ito. Uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, uh, that what a good pairing. They're probably already quite good buds. Yeah. I would not be surprised to hear that. Right. Um, yeah. Okay, I like that. Guillermo del Toro directing a Jinji Ito uh, story, yep. and there's and it's the the monster scary one. Yeah. Um. Bill Hader directing. I'm curious about that because mm -hmm. I I I do really like the episode of Barry. That's just the oh, long Ronnie fight Lilly. scene. Yeah, yeah Ronnie, Ronnie Lilly. Lilly. Yeah, yeah. We're, so we're we big do, fans of that episode. So, so. yeah, that, I mean the second episode. That's why I'm saying the second episode is kind of perfect for that. That's when they discovered the Joel Nar, and mm -hmm. there's like this whole. Like, okay. I think it would be funny to have like a funny setup to what you think is going to be like a fun thing, and then yeah. just like 
kind of like goes off the rails from there, yeah. right? Like I think that's I a good that. turning point for the series okay. too. So Bill Hader's uh, yeah. directing episode two. Yeah. Who directs the episode where Gonzo dies? <laughs> Get one of the Walking Dead guys. <laughs> I mean, Get one of those I guys. think that's where we should be using George R. R. Martin because I mean, he really? who's who's better at at oh, killing true. characters you love? Very battle well bastards. in keeping yeah. with some some HBO, uh, you know. Uh, homestays uh, that one can be Miguel Sapochnik the the famous the most the Sapochnik's most good George R.R. R. Martin-y director the one who yeah. did all of sort of the best George R.R. R. Martin big battles, episodes yeah. yeah he does big battle episodes though I don't know but he also does the he also did like uh, a couple of the smaller like he did the long dark plot points yeah so he was dark. doing the stuff where Ari is like running around in the shadows mm-hmm. and stuff and he did. Yeah. he did he did a couple of good intrigue episodes and I think that would probably be good for him that sounds great. Um, I just think it'd be cool if there were a lot of complaints about that episode being too uh, dark, dark. Yeah. as in yes. not well lit. Yeah, and you it, don't actually and see exactly Gonzo die very well. Like it's so dark. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're not sure. sure. Actually, it's just implied that he died, and you're kind of like, wait, how did he die? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you can't just ever not, figure. We just out. never see Gonzo again, and we're just uncertain if he's dead or not. Yeah. Later, he, he comes, comes back in season got, three of the official series, like for and and, and ex- never explained what happened to him. It's just like, oh no, yeah. no, he didn't die. What you thought he died? No, we never said he, he thought died. he died. No, 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 no. He he was just in a, he was in another movie and uh-huh. he there was a, a schedule conflict, so he had to he had to bow out. He had to bow <laughs> like, out of the miniseries. Yeah, <laughs> like that guy uh, who is it that gets on the rowboat in like season one of Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> and, like, yeah, shows up in season he eight. Just, Gendry he just rows away. Just, Gendry Baratheon. Gendry, yeah. Gendry, yeah. Gendry, yeah. Gendry just like back. Gendry. Yeah, that's Gendry. hilarious. Uh, okay, we did it. I think that's Twilight Imperium, the HBO miniseries. How does yeah, it yeah, feel? great job, everybody. I feel great about it. I mean, when we started, I, I let, let me. Here's how stupid I am. When we started, I actually thought we were going to seriously map out like a good <laughs> HBO miniseries. I think there's a skeleton of something that actually is is cool here. We there's just all cool yeah, slap Muppets you, on. You it. take all the directors out. If you yeah. take all the writers <laughs> yeah. out. If you take all the Muppets out. Yeah. If you take out Matthew McConaughey. And oh, McConaughey's in this one. That's what we said. Yeah, McConaughey also goes on side of the Cormand. Heck yeah, yeah dude. He's I, our I, person. I mean, I remember you saying it. But. Yeah, <laughs> McConaughey. That's cool. That's really, McConaughey <laughs> is our is our, our our only human in the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wanted um, to work Brian Cranston in too. Can we work sure. him in? Yep, we can. We just why not? It's my writer. It's my writer. I think he should be. I think if Brian Cranston's gonna play somebody, he should uh, he should go bald again and be the the like Darian or whatever. I was gonna propose he he just shows up for Twelve Angry Fraggles and is like a part of that. Oh, he's one of the procedural and everything. Yeah, there's eleven Fraggles (laughs) and Brian Brian Cranston Cranston. arguing. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine Uh, the look on his face as he's just trying to convince some Fraggles that mm -hmm. like what happened. On Corman was an atrocity. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. I want to thank all our weird bears. Big Al Capuchino, Squeamish Emu, Pope Billy the Second, Brasbury, Kamala, Sol Kaluan, Daryl, Jadim, Jedi, Carnal, Kindred Spirit, Alice, Raddington, Emil Shevsky, Sunfax, Absol, Ricky, M44, RYs, and Tang. And I want to thank our Teensy Sprouts, Craig, and General Pith, Hercules. My son is also named Bort Savant and Vince. You can rate this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to it. Hey, consider joining our Patreon. Uh, hang out, get a lot of the perks of all of the different levels there. You can find information about that Patreon our Discord, our merch, and everything on our website, which is hopefully updating quite soon. So keep an eye out for announcements of a new fancy-looking website with uh, lots of good stuff on it at spacecatspeaceturtles.com. Send us this Imperium Life Stories at spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com. 
calm. We did it. We got through all of it. Uh, do you want to? Oh, I don't have homebrew review. I was gonna. I was trying to transition into homebrew review. I don't have any. Uh, because I just want you to send me more impulse scores. There's a lot. There's going to be a very extended homebrew review in uh, probably a like right after Gen Con episode will be big time uh, impulse core. Uh, we have EJ here today, and we've hey, been talking about our Weird Bear uh, yeah. series of games that will be happening in September. And EJ's got a game that EJ's going to do. EJ, would you like to introduce us to EJ's Weird Bear game? Yeah, so my Weird Bear game uh, is going to be a super fun time for six of you to play Nuzlocke with <laughs> EJ. Um, not with me. I'll just be, I'll be there though to kind of just like EJ wouldn't parse dare out play some Nuzlocke. loose, yeah, <laughs> to parse out some loose rulings on things that, you know, you may be confused about. But yeah, it's, uh, it'll be a Nuzlocke game. If you want to be a part of it, obviously, uh, let me know, I guess, uh, you know, at me in the Weird yeah. Bears Discord. Can you give us the pitch? Because uh, it's maybe been a long time since anybody oh, yeah. saw it's, or heard of Nuzlocke. And that well, stream funny. the three of us did, the only time Nuzlocke ever actually got played for real. The light of day. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's there's only been, from as far as I know, there's only been two games of Nuzlocke. There was a six-player game that included, I think, Mantis in mm-hmm. some way. And mm-hmm. then there was our three-player game. And then it fell off the face of the yeah. earth, as it rightfully should. For good reason. Uh, it's, a, it's a meme category of Twilight Imperium where... Uh, whenever any plastic dies on the board, you are not allowed to rebuild it. Um, it's it's, it's <laughs> essentially infantry, cor- which is yeah, critical, inclu- including infantry. Uh, it, there's there's some other rules with infantry too and stuff that I've made up that it just so it makes sense to get mm. those technologies and all of that. But, sure. Uh, essentially, yeah, if your plastic would die. Uh, and it w- there would be no way of it being recovered. Essentially, it would be lost for the rest of the game. You would no longer have access to it. Um, what we've noticed is that it it results in large but battles of fleets like towards the end of the game uh-huh. instead of these like smaller battles throughout the game and yeah. like you know necro would you know can't nibble anymore like people are just gonna <laughs> fight necro like yeah no like <laughs> get away from me uh, so there's all sorts of fun stuff uh the biggest thing too is that the tiebreaker at the end of the game the game's played in a certain amount of rounds and the tiebreaker is <laughs> Uh, the best part. So I don't know. You just like activate Mechatol Rex and reverse speaker order and whoever is on it at the end wins the game. So it's a really stupid way of playing Twilight Imperium. Yep. Um, yep. And that's what it's about. So if you come into it with the right mindset, uh, you'll still not have a whole lot of fun. So. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, I wanted to say say something real quick about the Weird Bear Tournament. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, these games, or it's not a tournament. Sorry. It's an exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, these games, of course, will be happening in September. We will start scheduling them uh, like later this month. Um, if you have ever been a weird bear, yep. if you are currently a weird bear, if you would like to become a weird bear, then you will get to uh, participate in these games. We'll just kind of have them all up and we'll just sign up as yeah. we see fit. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's not a whole lot of people. It's like 48 people yeah. right now or something like that. Right. that we'll have access to it, actually, considering eh, it's like about it's it's about 50 people. Yeah. Um, but uh, so those those signups will be up in the uh, Weird Bear uh, Discord. But if you if you want to be able to sign up uh, and you are not currently a Weird Bear, you obviously don't have access to that channel. So just message me, uh, DM me on Discord, and I will uh, get you the sign up sheet. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, here's an agenda phase for y'all. Rock Paper Lizard asks, mm-hmm. Would you be interested? In con- as content creators in recording games specifically oriented 
for listenability, uh, and I'll expound on this in, in rock, the rest of Rock Paper Lizard's post, games where the entertainment of the viewers is at the forefront of the recording. I love watching your streams and videos on YouTube, but as we all know, TAI is not exactly the most digestible media I consume. I don't believe it should be a standard, but it could be a type of recording the same way that Homebrew comes out every once in a while. Alterations to the game to uh, include quality audio from all players, minimal whispering, fast pace play style, uh, something in line with our Alliance charity stream from 2021. So there's a lot going on here. I think we can sort of define this however we want to. The reason I wanted to ask this today is because we have EJ Sanders here, famed broadcaster for the University of Arkansas <laughs> Razorbacks, uh, a sport which he started broadcasting as radio. And I don't know if y'all have ever tried to listen to hockey before, but it's hard. And people like EJ are really good at listenability. So I, I, I felt like it was apt to ask this with, uh, with EJ around. But I will also say in this topic, I, I think a big part of what Rock Paper Lizard is describing is also a big thing. Hunter, you do in your just streams of you playing the game by yourself is like, I'm just focusing on me being the person playing this game and, and talk about fast games. Like all of your streams <laughs> that are just your hundred plays <laughs> TI things are like a six hour maximum for the most part. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. definitely the most watchable form of, or listenable form of TI in my book. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get better all the time and it, yeah, it's tough. Cause I mean, being as fast as, as my group is, at still being six hours means like it's very difficult to be entertaining for six hours. And kind of the method I go with is to sort of turn the other players down in a sense and just kind of monologue yeah. at the chat. But I mean, once we hit round three, yeah. I mean, even I, I have to stop. I can't, just <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. can't just like talk to you for <laughs> six hours Non-stop. unending. Yeah. I have to slow down and so there's nothing to bounce off eventually and it's tough i mean it would be ideal to just have like a cast right yeah. of mm-hmm. people that <laughs> are yeah all all specifically <laughs> playing the game trying mm-hmm. to be as interesting as possible for the audience yeah a kind of harlem globetrotters of uh <laughs> of twilight imperium right but yeah i don't have that well i would love to i would love well, to have yeah that, i mean but. i i think that if everybody what if everybody took the approach of streaming the game right like not not necessarily actually streaming but their whole embodiment this i think is what hunter is trying to get at is if we had everybody at the table right all six people let's pretend they are all streaming and their mm-hmm. job is to entertain the chat yeah what right. we could then do is like like you said we could cut together uh a way of of looking at the game that would be very interesting and very listenable sure, because yeah. it would be from perspectives of people who are important during that moment of the right. game right and so like if we do have a six hour game uh you know if, if we're in a hunter's game where it's just like a brisk six hour game and we just have people the entire time who are just trying to explain their strategy aloud right. you know you could almost i mean you'd almost get uh that same feel of being in the same room or like going off and doing those interviews and all you would be doing is just really cutting between the people that are already there and just yeah. and just pretending as if they're they're trying to uh, explain their process out loud. Yeah, and I think that would be that would probably be the most listenable form of something you could do. But it would take. I mean, I I don't I shouldn't say this because I don't know because I'm not an editor. But I think that editing something like that together would be quite difficult. It'd be hard. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you, again, if you could isolate people's audio, like if everybody just recorded isolated audio yeah. and if everybody 
you know, like I said, had a stream set up and just had like a camera on them the entire time, right. then all it would be is just syncing those two things and then cutting between the people who are important at that time. But yeah, I think listability in TI is a very hard thing to achieve. You see us uh, sometimes just bucket whenever we're just like, uh, you know, like, I mean, I'm serious. I mean, yeah. whenever it's like a finals game or whenever we're doing, you know, whatever other content we're doing, sometimes we, uh, it's hard. Um, it's hard for me, especially cause I don't know the game as well as these two guys, mm-hmm. but, um, it's, it's a very difficult thing to try and stay on task for that long, but and also so stay think, entertaining. A lot, of, a lot of streams right. is you find this, especially like the more you watch the streamers who are doing it often, they're finding little gimmicks or things to do right. when they're bored <laughs> because that yes. happens in these games. Like there's moments of these games right. where like the players just sit there thinking and you also have to come up with like side content to do that's from a streaming standpoint if we're talking about editing you know you get to just like skip yeah. <laughs> skip to the good right. part but the bi- right. but that's the biggest thing right is the is that if we had six people who yep. had to uh you know vocalize every how thought. they are how their thought is right then yeah. all of a sudden you have a much more interesting like you have almost a podcast where you can sit at work and you can just listen to the game yeah. you know in a lot of ways so i think it's a very interesting thing that maybe we explore yeah honestly i would love uh to have a my version of that ej would be that we're recording everyone's perspective um mm-hmm. and they all have like green screens and the same yeah, yeah. the same setup for obs um we don't we're not streaming it and right. it's no one is on push to talk right and right. everyone is just talking to each other but we are cutting to their we have you know the game yep. right. six times yep and the editing would it would suck. Be a nightmare. Um, it would be a lot. That's yeah, it would that's be a lot. It, it would be a lot because it's so it's it, you're talking about such a long length of footage and just trying to chop it up. I mean, it's not like it would be not obvious when to cut. All right. the cuts would be very, very straightforward. It'd be like, oh, right. that person's talking their perspective. That's yeah. that person's turn, their perspective. Yeah. Like every time, right? Right. But just being able to review all that footage and edit that in Premiere would be so cumbersome and it would take so long. I mean, it would take, I don't know, at least... Uh, take like six to seven to eight times the length of the game. The length of is the, the game. way to think yeah. about it. You got to sit there yeah. and watch through everything enough times to grasp where you want to cut in between. And if you decided to add a like a commentator bird's eye view to that, you know, that's just one more perspective. I think... Ew, a, yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean, it, 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 that's I mean, where you get is... messy. But I, I mean, I think... Our like our our video with the most traction on all mm-hmm. of our YouTube is the 2018 Gen Con video, which we yeah. filmed almost nonsensically. The footage is like mm-hmm. getting what we can get. And then Hunter and I slapped a commentary track on top of after I'd yeah. edited just like whatever can make the most sense to make the game sort of like work. Right. So you right. that's the yeah. video. It, it's hilarious to me that that's the video that has by a extremely wide margin, the most views, because it is technically the least amount of detail we have in yeah. a single game. Right. We, we are glazing over major moments of that game. But like that's kind of proof to like all the dead <laughs> air in a TI stream is like there's so much right. time where like this doesn't matter to the whole it's it's like you can point to some specific moments that that really matter. Another thing that I think EJ you taught me from your uh, hockey background. It's something mm-hmm. I started to think about, especially in like early rounds. And Hunter, you were sort of just describing this in your the first how the first few rounds of a just you narrating yourself playing goes is uh, EJ. You always say 
your commentary in hockey is just saying where the puck is. You don't have to do anything else but explain to the audience Tell where the, the puck is. is on the ice. And yep. that is essentially all I try to do in like the early rounds of TI is just like, where are the things happening and what are those things? I don't actually need to like divulge ideas of where I think things are going to go or like the overall impact. I'm right. not here to offer you're not, to, you're not to color commentate. Yes. Yeah, you're not and a then color you have commentator. a second person that is your right, color commentator to, to mm-hmm. then sort of infer things or whatever. But but your primary goal, like round one, you know, the easiest thing to do is like they took this planet, they explored this, they got yeah. this. That's all you need to describe if that's what you're trying to yeah. get across the player. And then what you cut out of that in your final edit is like most of those explorers didn't matter except the person who got the tomb on Primor or something yeah. like that, like whatever ends up right. mattering to the whole. Yeah, boiling it down to a simple thought such as just call the puck, right? Yeah. Uh, is is kind of, and if, like I said, if we can get six people. To do if, that. If you can ever get six people who are willing to green screen themselves and record themselves, yeah. then, you know, maybe we'll hire a professional editor to, <laughs> to, to cut something like that together over a month or something. But right. yeah, it's 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 such an arduous task, but I, I love the idea. I mean, it's and it's something I know that both of you have thought about for a long, long time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I would love to see something like that come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someday. That'd be someday. Yeah, maybe. It's a tall, it's, a, it's yeah, it all comes down to that editing. I mean, look order. at TI junkies, and, and I've seen them talk about this. They're TI great. junkies, yeah. and they're doing a, a I'm not going to call it a simpler thing. It's absolutely not simpler, but they are choosing what pieces of things they're keeping, right? Their stuff is yep. mostly interviews, like in between rounds. And then the footage of the game is like, ah, we were able to capture this, but it's not like some sort of, in depth let's look at every component every time it is relevant they're just telling right. the story of the people playing the game and how they're the perceiving moments or whatever yeah. but but they're not getting it in the moment right that's the that's right. the other hard part is like tracking someone's train of thought so i don't know it's all it's all an interesting discussion it sort of segues into the like thing we always tease of the uh, the great quote unquote ti video that you know i would love to make someday they're all things of ways to get this game uh, into new people's heads basically like that that's the the overall goal is to make this like a more accessible uh game for other people to get into because it's you know we always know it's not as complicated as it's uh as it's infamously known for maybe people think it's like way more complicated than it actually is and most of the fans of this show and this game no it's not necessarily and i think we're always trying to do more to help further the idea that you can you can understand this game uh through through podcast form or video form or whatever i always wonder if there's any um credence to the idea of just like cutting out the players um of the because i i just have noticed that you know with the 2018 video i mean one of the most common complaints is the difficulty of understanding the players and the commentary right basically right so it's like one should go right right like they shouldn't you shouldn't have both um and you know obviously there's a world where we just cut there's no commentary and it's right. just players but then the players have to focus on being interesting right and rather than playing, playing interesting. <laughs> you would rather yeah. the players play interesting right. and then have someone else have the interesting things to say Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and we have a lot of players that just stunlock themselves and never talk. You know, it's like yeah, right. You're never going to be able to expect everybody to to live up to the task of being entertaining. And it's not like you know, it's not like we always succeed in that either. Sure. It's just, it's nope. just, it's a way more digestible. We promise you, <laughs> than when the commentary is there, it, it just, it just, at least in my opinion, I'm somebody who doesn't watch a lot of TI. But I will only watch TI if there's there's commentary. If you yeah. told me to go sit in a room and just watch six people play, <laughs> I I don't think I could do that. So 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll tell you this much. We've gotten so many complaints on those finals videos that uh, uh, those of you out there that have a good time watching them uh, or or don't have a good time watching them, you're all being punished regardless this year. <laughs> you will be punished. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, for this I, year's finals. Yeah. I'm trying to get out of it as much as possible. Um, I think I will just be refereeing so no one can say mean stuff about me for an entire year. Like, so I don't have to just read every couple days. Yeah. Oh, something, somebody wrote something mean about me again in the YouTube comments. Yeah. You, you, I'm going to let the haters have this one uh-huh. and I'm just going to retire. I'm right. going through my retirement. <laughs> we phase. win by not playing. Here's, <laughs> that here's actually what's going to happen. I'm going to commentate only and yeah. it's going to be, just EJ. uh, so it's just gonna be me, and I'm gonna yell at you the entire time, and I'm gonna great. yell at you in the in the YouTube comments too. And I'm not gonna know what's going on. I don't know what Crown and Nvidia is. Okay, right. So there you go. See, that sounds good. And then then everybody wins. Basically. And then everybody yells at me, and I don't and I don't care. Is the cool thing. Those YouTube like, I like comments it just you want to name, yell. So. Like they're just here yeah. to yell. Anyway, you yell so. too, actually. Mm-hmm. We'll yell right. together. I don't we'll care. I, I don't like it. Love it. Be nice to my friends. <laughs> A weird energy to go out on no Just it's a, not it's be not. nice my friends <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to space cats peace turtles and thanks to ben prunty for the use of his music you can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com pax magnifica bellum gloriosum <laughs>